Today we are starting a new series called Tomorrow. I'm just curious, how many of you would say that uh, by raising your hand that you've made a New Year's resolution? we have any New Year's resolutions people made in here? Awesome. Now how many of you would be honest enough to admit that uh, you made a resolution or a few resolutions that were the same that you made last year? Let me get a few people, I appreciate your honesty there. You know, resolutions can be difficult at times. They're uh, in the sense that they're easy to put off till tomorrow. And that leads me to the title of my message today. Don't wait till tomorrow. Don't wait till tomorrow. I think all of us have said these famous words, I'll start tomorrow. Whether it's a diet, working out, homework, devotion, so, so many different things. We're like, eh, I'll, I'll wait till tomorrow. I'll put it off till tomorrow. We've all said it. And as we are in the beginning of 2009, my challenge to you is don't wait till tomorrow in three areas of your life. Don't wait till tomorrow in three areas of your life. The first area is don't wait till tomorrow to be healthy physically. Don't wait till tomorrow to be healthy physically. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 19 19 through 20. It says, Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself, for God bought you with a high price. So you must honor God with your body. You know, one of the ways we honor God with our body is by taking care of it physically. This last July... I realized that I was not taking care of my body physically. I had gone in for a routine physical, and when I got my results back, uh, my cholesterol was not good. My bad cholesterol was very high. My good cholesterol, which, you know, helps fight off the bad cholesterol, was low. And just a year ago, my dad, at the age of 55, uh, had a heart attack. And so with this knowledge, seeing my cholesterol, knowing just last year, you know, heart disease is in my family, my dad's 55, having a heart attack, I'm not going to lie, this scared me. This was like wake-up call. And so I'm looking over these numbers, and it's, it's kind of uh, freaking me out, and I'm not getting it because you know, I always thought I was fine. You know, I'm, I'm young, you know, I always thought, yeah, i got nothing to worry about, I've got time, you know, I'm, I'm pretty active, you know, I, I play sports, and... I just thought everything was fine, everything was good, and then all of a sudden I I get this report where my cholesterol and and my weight, which was 255 pounds, were the highest they have ever been. And so I'm freaked out, and the sad thing is, is that the only person I could blame was myself. I couldn't blame anybody else. I, I had to look myself in the mirror, I'm the only person that I can blame. Because I can remember years back, every year, every couple months, myself making comments like, okay, I'm going to start a diet. Okay, I'm going to start eating healthy. You know, Okay, tomorrow I'm, I'm going to start working out. You know, I can remember throughout my life making these comments. Okay, I'm, I'm going to lose some weight tomorrow. I'm, I'm going to start losing some weight and saying this. And, and my, my wife could definitely testify to these conversations I had with myself or, or I had with her. There was one time, actually this happened a few times, but I'm getting dressed in the morning and putting on my clothes and... I'm like, babe. And she's like, what? I'm like, what'd you do to my shirt? She's like, nothing. I'm like, it shrunk. You shrunk my shirt in the wash. She's like, honey, 
I've washed and dried your shirt the same way I've always washed and dried your shirt. No, you, you sure look, it doesn't fit. Look, it's like up to here it's not fitting and I'm getting all mad and frustrated with her and the real reason I'm getting mad and frustrated is because deep down inside, I know that my shirt didn't shrink. I know that I've been growing. All right, deep down, I, I mean, I know what's really going on, so I'm mad. I'm trying to blame her, but really I just need to blame myself. Had other conversations with Jamie, you know, and come out, get dressed after showering, getting ready to eat breakfast, and she could tell something's bothering me. She's like, babe, are you okay? What's wrong? And I'm like, I am a fat bag of snacks. I am so disgusted with myself right now. I can't believe... You know what? Tomorrow, I'm starting a diet. I'm not eating no more junk. I'm not eating no more fast food. I'm working out and blah, 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 blah. And I'm getting mad and I'm going to do all this. And kept saying tomorrow. And tomorrow never came. Matter of fact, one time, I even bought some shirts that were too small, hoping they would motivate me to lose some weight. I did. I'll admit it. I bought five shirts, brand new shirts. I'm like, if I'm spending my hard-earned money on some shirts, that is bound to motivate me to cut some weight. But guess what? The last five years, those shirts, the only thing they've been wearing is the hanger in my closet. That's it. Five years. Those shirts have gone from Missouri to Ohio, now to Oklahoma City. Haven't been worn. I could return them to the store today and they take them back. Those shirts are so clean. Didn't work. Kept putting stuff off till tomorrow. And so in July, when I got my results, it was a wake-up call. And I had a choice. Will I start today or will I wait till tomorrow? And when I started to think about my wife, Jamie, and my son, Jace, and I want to grow old with my wife. I want to see Jace grow up. I want to see him go through college. I want to see him get married. I want to have, see him have kids and I want to be there for my grandkids. When I started thinking about those things and how real the situation was, I realized I had to start that day. See, this now was an obedience to God issue. I wasn't honoring God with my body. And God convicted my heart. And I remember talking with God and said, God, I haven't been able to do this. I've been trying to do this from high school to, to, to college. Now, now when I'm grown, now I'm married. And I'm just, I've never been able to really do it. And I was like, Lord, I, I need your help. I need you to give me the strength. You know, a, a popular verse is Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. It says, you know, I can do everything through him who gives me strength. It's a, it's a great verse. You may have heard it many times. And although sometimes I, I think we focus a little more on the him who gives me strength. It's very important to know that God gives us the strength. But we tend not to focus on the I can do. Because the verse says, I can do, not God will do for me. It says, I can do, not God will do for me. He will give me the strength, but I still have to do my part. And so that's what I'm doing. One day at a time. I'm just trying to do my part with the Lord's strength. And Jamie and I, we're committed. We're, we've committed ourselves to do our part and work hard. So what does that mean? It means this. God didn't make the junk food disappear in our house. He didn't. We had to find it and throw it away. Like, That's so wasteful. Well, I'm, I'm wasting my body away if I leave it in there because here's the reality. I know myself. If there's junk food in the house, I'm going to find it. You can hide it wherever you want. Just yesterday... 
I was, I don't know what I was looking for, but I found some little chocolates that Jamie was hiding, you know, because every once in a while she, you know, she likes to get a little fix for her, and I found, you know, I just like a radar, do 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 ding And guess what I did? I ate a piece of the chocolate. I said, baby, you need to get these chocolates out the house. We need... and, and you know what? And that's what we've had to do. We've had people, like, give us gifts of, of candy and, and chocolate and stuff like that. I'm like, babe, look. You need to give it away. Give it away to somebody else. You know, hey, somebody blessed us. Let us bless somebody else. Because if it's in there, I would just keep eating it. So we had to remove it. We had to do our part. You know what? God doesn't do our grocery shopping. Jamie's had to use wisdom. You know, she, and she's had to actually work hard. You know, and then you're thinking grocery shopping. That's easy. You know, before it took her an hour to do our groceries. Now it takes her two hours. Because now she's reading all the labels and reading what's in this stuff so that you know, we can have good cholesterol and we can have a healthy heart and, and that we're eating right and eating healthy. And so it takes a lot longer to look through all those brands and see where saturated fat is and where it's not and, and all of that. But you know what? We're doing our part. God's given us the strength. Jamie's done a tremendous job. You know what, God? He didn't demolish every fast food restaurant. You know, He didn't give me a flat tire when I was driving to the next fast food restaurant. No. We had to make a choice that we're going to stop going or, or, or not go as often to the fast food restaurant. And I, and I don't know if anybody else in here is like this. I don't know what it is, but I hate getting out of my car to get food. I love the drive through I love it. Especially on a cold, windy day. I mean, you go outside and that wind belt knocks you over, cuts right through you. I don't want to have to open my door, get out the car, walk in, wait in line, then go back in and get started. No, no, this is so nice to just drive on through. But yet most of those drive through places have foods that are unhealthy. They're not going to help me get my cholesterol down. They're not going to help me get healthy. So I got to park, get out, walk into the subway, get a little, you know, something, walk, walk back in, which I guess it's better because now I'm getting exercise. You know I mean? It's just the whole mindset. I'm just lazy. You know, I want the fast food that's unhealthy and I don't want to get out and walk for it. But God gave me the strength. So we're not eating at those places as often. And with God's strength, I man, we've We've changed our habits. We've literally changed the way we live. And so uh, after this first physical, my numbers were so high, the doctor was like, okay, you need to come back in three months. You need to get retested. He's like, here, you can take these pills and those pills, and it'll help you out. And I'm like, I don't want to take pills. You've got to be kidding me. I was like, I just want to see if I can change the way I'm living. And so that's what I did, and God helped me do it. And so three months, I went back for the, another physical. that I did the tests again, and... Man, you know what? My, my bad cholesterol has dropped tremendously. It's, it's normal now. It's, it's in a good range. I, I've lost about 45 pounds. And you know those five shirts? I fit into those five shirts now. It's taken five long years. Those lonely shirts that never have a warm body inside of them finally have been set free, taken off the hanger. God's done a great work. And you know what? I'll, I'll be honest. This is really something that I've, I've battled with probably since middle school. I've not eaten healthy, not really cared about my health and what I'm putting in to my body. You know, I, I can, matter of fact, I can remember in middle school when, you know, go shopping for school clothes. And, you know, most students, they're excited. School's getting ready to start. Like, yeah, I get to go get my school clothes. And for me in middle school, it was embarrassing. We had to go find the husky jeans. I mean, that's not cool. You know, where's the husky jeans section? Mom, oh, can't they call us something else? It's not even nice, you know what I mean? Husky jeans, you know? And, but you know what? God's done a great work. And I'm, I'm probably wearing jeans right now that I haven't worn since I was probably in elementary school. No joke. Philippians 4.13 I can do everything through Him who gives me strength. See, God will give us the strength, but we still have to do it. 
You can do it. It won't happen overnight. But if you take it one step at a time, if you choose to start today, you can do it. Don't wait till tomorrow to be healthy physically. The second area, don't wait till tomorrow to be free financially. Don't wait till tomorrow to be free financially. Romans chapter 13, verse 7 through 8. It says, give everyone what you owe him. If you owe taxes, pay taxes. If revenue, then revenue. If respect, then respect. If honor, then honor. Let no debt remain outstanding. The amplified, version, the amplified Version says, Keep out of debt and owe no man anything, except the continuing debt to love one another, for he who loves his fellow man has fulfilled the law. You know, at a young age, one of the, my mom believes in being debt-free. And so she's always had credit cards paid off. She's paid cash for cars. And, and she's always had a budget. You know, and that's something she's really instilled in me. And so even in college, I was having a budget. I wasn't getting in all kinds of crazy debt with credit cards and all that stuff. And, and so I was able to apply that principle to my life. Very thankful for my mom instilling that in me. You know, one of the things I've learned from Pastor Herbert is, you know, you can pay now or, or you will pay later. And Jamie and I, we have chosen and we're continuing to choose to pay now. We're working hard to make sure all of our debts are paid off. It won't be easy. It's going to take us cutting back in certain areas, budgeting in certain areas, but we'd rather pay now than later. And the very first thing we do, the very first thing we do to be free financially is we bring our tithe to the Lord. That's the very first thing. This is the first and most, most important step to being free financially. I've been tithing since college, a year after I gave my, my heart to the Lord. And you know what? God has truly blessed me. He's provided for me, provided all my needs. And I'm so thankful that I can trust Him with that 10%, that He takes care of me. And I encourage you, as you start the new year, don't wait till tomorrow to put God first in your finances. Don't wait till tomorrow to, to bring your tithe to the Lord, but return it to Him now, like Jamie and I do. And you're going to find God's blessings pouring out on your life. Now, don't get me wrong, tithing is the first thing, but, you know, we also pay our bills and, and we have a budget. But the very first thing we do is return our tithe to God. Currently, we're also cutting back. We're cutting back on some expenses and some errors because we want to cancel all our debts. We want to do this because the only debts we want to owe are ones we made to God. Those are the only debts we want to owe. It's our crazy campaign pledge. It's missionaries that we support who are serving in other countries or in other states and other ministries. It's missions. It's giving to the poor. We want to cancel out all debt so that we can give as much to God as we possibly can. But see, we can't do that if we owe all kinds of money to Visa, MasterCard, school loans, car payments. And I know some of those things just come on you. You know, you got, you got to get through school and whatnot. But we're chipping away. We're chipping away day by day, one step at a time. Because we want to give to more. We want to give more to God today. As soon as we want to give more to Him today. So I just want to challenge you. And again, it's one step at a time. It won't be easy. But it's possible. It is possible. And if you start today, if you make sure that you're bringing your tithe to the Lord and you write out a budget and you start chipping away at your debt, you start paying off your debt, it may take a year, it may take 10 years, it may take 20 years. But it can be done. You can do it. And if you start today, you can take a step towards financial freedom. You can take a step towards making a difference. See, we can do everything through Him who gives us strength. And I believe if God instructs it, He will help us accomplish it. 
His word tells us to let no debt remain outstanding. His word tells us to, to, to not to know, owe anything to any man, to keep out of debt. And I believe if his word tells us to do that, he's going to give us the strength and the ability to accomplish it, to make it happen. Again, it may take a while, but it can happen. One step at a time. It's not impossible. We can do it. Don't wait till tomorrow to be free financially. The third and last area is don't wait till tomorrow to grow spiritually. Don't wait till tomorrow to grow spiritually. Romans chapter 12, verse 9 through 13 gives a good summary of how we can grow spiritually. It says, love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal. But keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope. Patient in affliction. Faithful in prayer. Share with God's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Here are a few areas to don't wait to till tomorrow so you can grow spiritually. Don't wait till tomorrow to remove sin from your life. Verse 9 says, Hate what is evil, cling to what is good. Sin is evil. It separates us from God. It can destroy our life. It can get us in a mess. It can ruin us. It can ruin our families. It can ruin friends. So if you're battling sin, you have sin that's been controlling your life, don't wait till tomorrow. Don't wait till next year. Don't wait till next month. Remove it now. And I know sin is fun. It's enjoyable. You're like, I don't know if I can give this up. In the long run, you will benefit yourself to do it now, to give it up now. So you can live a life that honors God, not harm yourself. Some of you, you're like, it's a mess. I don't even know if I can get out of it. I've been stuck in it so long. Again, I can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. He'll give you the strength. But you've got to take the steps. You've got to choose to stop going places or stop exposing yourself to things or, or to control your tongue or whatever it is. But you can do it. Don't wait till tomorrow. Start today. Don't wait till tomorrow to start consistently reading your Bible and praying. Verse 11 says, Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor. It says, in verse 12, it says, Be faithful in prayer. See, prayer and Bible reading, it fuels and feeds our spiritual life. And every day you wait till tomorrow, every day you keep putting it off, you are starving yourself spiritually. You are running on empty spiritually. We need God's Word. We need it to grow spiritually. We need to pray to grow spiritually. We need His Word so we can hide it in our hearts so that we can honor Him with our lives. We need it in our hearts so that He can teach us His ways, teach us how to live. So we can live a life that truly honors Him so that we can be blessed. So I challenge you, don't wait till tomorrow. Start today. Get a one-year Bible reading plan and get God's Word in your heart. Dig into it. Let it mold you and shape you into the man or woman of God that He desires you to be. Don't wait. Don't wait till tomorrow to join a community group. Verse 10 says, Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honor one another above yourselves. We need these relationships of brotherly love to grow. Matter of fact, in that passage of Scripture, it says, be devoted to them. It's important to God that we have relationships with other believers where we can grow and provide care and, and we can have brotherly love for one another. And, and, and that is another way that we can grow spiritually. And so I want to challenge you, don't wait. Get out to that community group table. Find a place where you can get plugged in. If the first place you go to doesn't really work for you, find another one. Don't put it off. This is one of the easiest things. I oh, will wait till next week. Ah, next month. Oh, let's just wait till the summer when we're less busy. Oh, you know what? The summer we got vacation. Let's just wait till the fall. And then here you are again, 2010. 
with no meaningful relationships with another group of believers that can help you grow. Be devoted to them. Get plugged in. Find a community group where you can have these relationships. Don't wait till tomorrow to start serving. Verse 13. It said, share with God's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Can I tell you that we have children and teenagers who are in need? That we have kids every Sunday from infants to fifth grade that need adults to serve them, to love them, to nourish them, to be Christ to them, to be an example for them. Every week we have that opportunity. Wednesday nights, we have teenagers that need adults that are going to pour into their lives, going to be role models, going to be mentors, going to help mold and shape them, going to be there for them, to listen to them, to pray with them, to love on them. Every Wednesday, we have these students. There's even kids on Wednesday night, little kids that come uh, for the kids' ministry. So many opportunities to serve. People are in need. This generation is in need of godly people to serve them, love them, pour into them. We have a first impressions ministry that practices hospitality from our ushers and our greeters, our parking lot ministry, reaching out to people, uh, being a friendly face, doing ministry in the parking lot and in the hallways, greeting people. Great opportunity to serve. Great opportunity to meet a need. Great opportunity to practice hospitality, to make a difference. Just this last week, I I called a, a guest. And they were just bragging on the parking lot ministry, how they were so impressed. The the parking lot was so friendly. just made them feel so welcome. They're like, we'll definitely be back. Making a difference. We have music, technology, video, meeting needs, impacting lives. We have a care ministry that provides meals and cares, meeting needs, practice and hospitality, making a difference. Don't wait till tomorrow to make a difference. Start today. Sign up. Get with one of the directors. Call the church. Take the initiative to start serving today to make a difference today to make an impact for God's kingdom today. Don't wait till tomorrow because you know what? We got this new building. When the new building's up, we're going to need even more help. So get plugged in. Start serving. Don't wait till tomorrow. Lastly, don't wait till tomorrow to get committed to church. The best place to serve, to, to, to grow spiritually, to, um, to get in a community group, all these things, the best place for that to happen is in the local church. See, the church is a place where you can experience life change, where you can grow spiritually, where you can worship God, where you can build relationships, where you can serve and make an impact for God's kingdom. And you can experience this to the fullest every week at People's Church. You can experience this to the fullest by consistent church attendance every week. There's an opportunity to serve here. Every week, there's, we worship together. Every week, there's a message that can change and challenge your life. Every week, there's a message that can change and challenge maybe your guests alive or, or a family member's life that you bring. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25. It says, Let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of His return is drawing near. The Bible tells us, Do not neglect our meeting together. Be faithful to it. Be committed to it. See, the church is also a place where we can make life-changing relationships. I have met people who have drastically impacted my life. And I never would have met them if I wasn't attending church consistently. Paul Heinzman, someone that had a major impact on my life. 
He constantly poured into my life and, 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 and showed me God's love and was accepting. And, and He did it through preaching sometimes. Sometimes He did it just through, through a conversation here. But that would not have happened if I wasn't attending church consistently. And I know some of you are thinking, well, you're a pastor. You're supposed to be a church. I'm talking about before I was even a pastor. There are tons of people who have radically impacted my life because of meeting them, because of that relationship. And I would have never have met them if I was neglecting going to church. And you know what's funny? Is that I'm not perfect. There are many times I didn't want to go to church. There are times where I was tired. Times where I wasn't feeling good. Times where there was a football game on. You know, wanted to watch the Indianapolis Colts. Although I won't be watching them, I guess, anymore. But, uh, you know, there's stuff that comes up. Your TV show. You know, you, you, there's just stuff that comes up. You're like, oh, I'll go next week. or And then the next week comes, you're like, oh, I'll make sure I'll get there next week. Or I'll get there once a month. I had times like that all the time where I didn't want to go. But you know what, man? When I gave my heart to Jesus, I wanted as much of Jesus as I could possibly get. And so those times where I didn't want to go, I, honestly, I felt convicted. I was like, I need to go. I need to be there. And can I tell you that every one of those times where I was planning not to go, but made myself go, God did something amazing in my life. Every time. And the reason I know that is because I remember at the, I'll remember as every one of those services being so thankful. God, I'm so thankful I didn't miss this service. I'm so thankful I didn't miss out on this. Every time he did something amazing. I don't know about you, but I don't want to miss an opportunity for God to minister to my life. And I have that opportunity every week at People's Church. I don't want to miss it. I want to be fed. I want to be poured into. I want to come together with other believers and worship and, and encounter our God and have Him doing something great in my life every week. I don't want to miss it. That opportunity is here every week at People's Church. Children have that opportunity every Sunday in PC Kids. Teenagers, middle school, high school students, every Wednesday night, there's an opportunity for them to encounter God at Epic, our student ministry. Service designed specifically for them where God can do something radical in their life. Challenge you. Adult, student, get committed. God has chosen the local church to advance His kingdom and impact lives. And you can be a part of that every week. Start today. Don't wait till tomorrow to get committed to church and to grow spiritually. As I conclude... To be healthy physically, free financially, grow spiritually, you must start today. If you wait till tomorrow, there's a chance you may end up here again next year. Nothing changed. Same issues. Same place. 2010, you'll be writing down the same resolution you wrote down in 2009. Don't wait till tomorrow. Start today. Is it going to be easy? Probably not. But you can do it. You're probably going to have to work hard, be disciplined, make time, prioritize, sacrifice some things, change some things. You may have to step out of your comfort zone, but no, you can do it. Philippians 4.13 I can do all things. I can do everything through Him who gives me strength. God won't do it for you. He's not going to wake you up on time to get to church. He's not going to put you in your car and drive your car here for you. He's not going to move your legs to walk in here. He's not going to do it. He's not going to force you to be healthy physically. He's not going to force you to be free financially. He's not going to force you to grow spiritually. He doesn't work that way. He says, when you're willing, I'll give you the strength. 
I'll give you the ability. I'll do things in your life that you could never imagine. I'll do my part. Will you do yours? Whatever your part is today, start today. Don't wait till tomorrow. Make the steps. Write it out. Put it on paper. Think through it. Make the change. Whatever it is, start today. Don't wait till tomorrow. God will give you the strength. He'll give you the ability. But we still have to do it. Don't wait till tomorrow. Let's pray.